This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 6th. I am on a little bit later than normal. Took the dog to the vet. If you have uh, the ability to invest in veterinarian stocks, Zoetis, I think, is one. Just do it. Your boy just spent so much freaking money over the past two days, worth four days at the vet. Um, nothing emergency-wise, just standard freaking care. I mean, come on. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, spy, everything. You know, we were down yesterday. Before the Apple event, uh, Apple was way up. Apple hit all-time highs yesterday right before the event. The second uh, things were announced, let's just take a look at SPY here um, and the weekly because to th- this week's candle, while it's in the red from yesterday, uh, you opened up at 428. Currently, you're at 427, so you're down. You still have confirmation. Hasn't lost it. Hasn't gotten down to that nine-day, which is about 416. So we're still holding up, still holding up. You're up a little bit today at 427.50. I mean, again, depends on what time you're looking at this, but you're up. So um, the question is, is it time to short? I don't know. Let's go over uh, kind of the, the, what we saw in the Apple yesterday. Apple swung between 2.2% gain and a 1.6% loss. Uh, it debuted the ARVR headset. Uh, which is known as, uh, what, Vision? Vision Pro. Uh, and, and new software. Shares were up slightly after hours. So today, Apple's down about 0.43. I think 180 is that that resistance point. Uh, once you get and hold past that one, I think, again, 180 is going to be a, a resistance point for it. But the Apple event was really good. The headset, um, th- this is the shocker. They announced the headset. The headset isn't available until next year. Uh, it will not be shipped or even available to order until next year. I don't know if they're taking orders right now. I don't know. But it looks sick. Sick. Holy crap, it looks sick. Um, I love that thing. $34.99. Not $34.99. $3,499. Um, but the, the videos that they showed off of this thing, I want one. Uh, I can't imagine. Now, here, here's what you have to know too. And, and I'm going to bring this up with the headset. So while Apple uh, stock, you're still in this one, by the way, uh, but I'm seeing the button hook created here. Uh, let's run this again um, so I can see it up here. Oh, okay. You're in at 153 and you're up here at 180. I would say if you hit 180 and you're trading Apple, take the trim, just trim your position. Uh, you can always buy this one. I think you're going to get down here between 170 and 167 at some point over the next three months. Uh, I don't know that this one all of a sudden takes off. They announced a bunch of stuff, but that headset not being available until next year means that no revenue will be recognized until next year for this thing. And and make no mistake about it, like the watch, like the AirPods, like Apple Health, uh, like the services group, this is 100% a 
totally new market for Apple that will provide billions of dollars in revenue to them within the first few years. Look at if you if you got an iPhone and you don't have an Apple Watch, here's what I always tell people about the Apple Watch. I never thought I needed an Apple Watch. I never thought I wanted an Apple Watch. When I got the Apple Watch, I knew I absolutely could not live without the Apple Watch. I didn't think I I bought Bose headphones. Uh, I didn't think I needed AirPods. The second I got the AirPods, I lost the AirPods like a week or two later. I had to buy another pair. That's what Apple does. It sucks you in. Uh, It it absolutely 100% sucks you in. So I think when this one dips down closer to 160, when it comes down towards these gaps, just add to your position. I mean, it's got a bunch of gaps up here. I would say add to your position now because at some point in time this year, it's going to be 180 as well. Uh, It's just too strong. But here's an interesting play. And Rostaman brought this up on um, YouTube Live just now. Meta. So Meta, their headset, uh, which they announced like four or five days ago, you can Google it. Uh, It's going to be available for Christmas. It's coming out later this year, like September, August, September timeframe, I believe. It's 10% of what Apple headset is, and, and it's got most of the features. So here's what I was seeing with the, um, the headset yesterday. They were touting a lot of the features and benefits are really good for that. But in my mind, it's the first class airline passenger who is sitting there with a headset on his head who is watching a movie on the airplane. That's, I think, what you're going to see. Now, the difference between the meta uh, one and the Apple one, the Apple one has an external charger. So it's a battery you slip into your pocket. Uh, it only lasts for two hours. So I'm going to San Diego tomorrow. I would not be able to sit and watch a movie on the headset for the entire flight. That's where I think you're in stage one. I think there's more stages to this. I think Apple has absolutely uh, made a killer in the FaceTime ber- version of this because it's not going to be a fucking, uh, you know, uh, Hanna-Barbera drawing of your actual face like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse was, but it's actually going to scan your face in and give you a realistic interpretation of like you were there. It's going to get better over time. So I think Rastaman, in my mind, I think you're right on this one. In my, in my mind, I think uh, meta benefits from Apple's delay in actual production and the cost. So I think meta has the, 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 an equal headset without the, the, the bells and the whistles. And here's what I see about Meta. If we go to a daily on Meta and we look way back here, uh, and I've said this before, you're in the middle of filling this gap between 248 and 315. You're at 276. You got at least 10, 15, maybe 20% to go in this one. Uh, and the earnings justify it. This was the earnings back here in November where uh, they spent $10 billion again on the metaverse and Mark Zuckerberg started to understand, hey, maybe we got to start stop spending money. And so when they announced in February and they announced that they, they were stopped moving towards efficiency this year, look at that. Between 145 and 170, you popped. And sure, you came down to partially cover that gap. But you never totally filled it. Now, does it mean you're going to fill it? Hell no. Because the next earnings that you see, you see it popped again. So this one, I think, may still be in play between 215 and 228. But you'd have to have a really bad market to pull that down. 
you'd have you would have had to have Apple say, you know what, our journal app is going to rival what Facebook used to be for your friends and family. They didn't do that. Um, they didn't do any of that. So Rastaman, I do think your meta play. I think it makes sense. Again, for a long term, this is not something where in the next week you're going to fill this gap. Not what? Not at anything. Not anything. Uh, and, oh, and the other thing about Apple. Uh, that swing from a 2.2% gain to a 1.6% loss, Apple's a $3 trillion company. The tail wags the dog. Uh, Apple, with its sheer magnitude and market cap, uh, it's going to basically run this market. So that's why I say I think I'm seeing this. Uh, when I'm seeing this in Apple and I'm seeing that downturn here and I'm seeing gaps down here, it might be time for SQQQ. Right now, you're seeing green across the board, but it's nothing. It's just, you know, the, the, the Dow Jones is up 0.02. Uh, the NASDAQ is 0.12. The S&P is 0.12. So it's not like you're, you're going crazy. Apple's down 0.3. So, you know, Boeing up 1.2%. Bank of America, 1.9%. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. I think those that have not soared may come back and cover this market. So while Apple may go down, you're going to need uh, 300 of the S&P 500 uh, companies to just cover Apple's downfall. Uh, and even that may not be enough. So uh, get ready. Uh, Apple mentioned yesterday um, that they replaced all of the Intel chips. There is no Apple product that includes an Intel chip now. The Mac Pro. Uh, which sells for about $8,000, it now has the M2 chip. And they released a new one. Intel kind of tanked on that, uh, went under 30. Um, it dropped more than 4% yesterday after Apple just said that. Uh, an analyst made mention that there might be another chip slowdown. So be careful of names like AMD, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Marvel, all of these have run up. You know what hasn't run up? Intel. But Intel is just not a very good chip. It's just not good technology. Uh, wait for it under 30. I think you can buy it under 30. I think you can sell it at 33. Nice 10% move there. I think you're stuck in that range. Uh, bank stocks. Uh, they slid yesterday following the news that regulators are contemplating increasing capital requirements for large banks. This just means that they got to get more deposits and they can't invest the money. So therefore, the earnings aren't going to grow and blah, blah, blah. Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, they lost about 0.6%. Buy into these banks, you know, buy into them. Uh, let's see, Bank of America, it's up 2% today, 1.89. It's under 30. Your boy is in it. Uh, let's look at Wells Fargo. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. WFC. Why don't I have this one? I don't have it in the daily stock uh, core portfolio, but I do own this one. Anything under 40, you're $40.94. You'll be able to get it under 40. But Wells Fargo is a good one. Goldman Sachs. I've said Goldman Sachs is a $320 stock. It's at $324. Um, I would, you know, again, the buy-in here was $324. It got you out. You got down to about $300. I think if this one hits anywhere, in the teens, like 319, 318, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think you could buy this one. Uh, this is the uh, the bank behind the Apple savings card uh, where they're having problems. They'll figure it out. Absolutely figure it out. 
Morgan Stanley, I own Morgan Stanley at a higher price. I'm just holding on to it. I think this is a $100 stock, $84. I think it's a $100 stock again. At some point in time when banks turn around, I think Morgan Stanley's a $100 a stock. Uh, XLF, let's see where XLF is today because I think XLF and XLE, like I said yesterday, those might be sectors that you could invest in that might ter- turn the comeback around. It's up almost 1%, 0.8% today. Um, ARCF, if you want to invest in just fintech, I don't know anything about f- uh, financial stuff. ARCF, it's at nineteen ninety five. I think this is a $22 stock in a good market. Um, you know, again, you're, you've got the, the positive tw- uh, 200 day, the positive 50 day, the positive uh, 21 day. You do have a little button hook happening. But look at this. The algorithm got you in at $17.86. You got all the way up here to about 20 bucks. Yeah, $20.06. So you made your 10%, easily made your 10%. So keep an eye on ARCF because, again, if the financial industry starts to come around, I think ARCF, um, you know, uh, I think that one, that one benefits too. There's no economic data today. Um, investors are just kind of hanging around. I mean, again, the indices are just kind of flying blind. There's nothing really pushing them. There were a couple of big news. Um, Stitch Fix, they uh, report after the bell today. Um, this one, I mean, this is just a gamble. I know nothing about Stitch Fix, nothing, but it's under its 200 day. Um, you're losing money. Let's see, Stitch Fix right here. Um, because I do think that this one could be a volatile one to trade today. Uh, doesn't have earnings. They're losing $295 million. Their market cap is only uh, $356 million. Um, they have cash on hand of $2.13. So they have about $700 million. So they're not going anywhere. Uh, they still have a couple up 15% year to date. I mean, you know, again, if, if that's the bottom at $298, but this is a $5 stock at $358, you're doing fine. So it might be worth the shot. Again, if these guys offer some type of strong consumer message, if they offer a weak consumer message, I mean, you're seeing this button hook right here, but you never know with earnings. Uh, I mean, let's, let's just take a look at one earnings player. Uh, GTLB. Uh, GTLB is GitLab. So let, let me read what it does um, because, you know, I'm not, listen, I ain't no expert here. Uh, GTLB, there we go. Uh, it is uh, developed software for the software development lifecycle in the United States, Europe, and Asia. It offers GitLab, a development uh, DevOps platform, which is a single application that leads to faster cycle time and allows visibility throughout, uh, throughout and control over various stages of development. It's, it's, it's a product lifecycle thing. So you can develop software and blah, blah, blah uh, a little bit faster. GitLab, uh, they announced earnings. They beat revenue estimates by 7.7. They beat EBITDA estimates by 43%. Uh, They beat uh, EPS estimates by 8 cents. Updated guidance, revenue guide, up by 2.1. EBITDA guide, up by 28%. Raised EPS by 11 cents. I I mean, again, this is a, a huge, huge. Now, look. You gap down here from 43 down to 35 on the last earnings. What do you do on this earnings? You gap up from 38 up to 44. You've come back a little bit. Right now it's trading at 44. It's 25% up today. 
That's what you can do when you actually beat earnings. So I don't like to play earnings in spaces that I don't, don't really know. Stitch Fix, if there's anything positive in that one, it could move like GitLab. Um, so I'm giving you that idea. Uh, Intel under 40. There was one yesterday, and uh, Brandon pointed this out to me. Uh, <laughs> I-O-N-Q. Uh, if you go to the inverse Kramer, Kramer said, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, it is a horrible company. They're not making money. He sounded like the boomer that I am. It's not making money. This is exactly what I told Brandon. I said, when you're in on this one, I said, this is dangerous. They're not making money. It's crazy to get into. He said, no, quantum computers are the future. It's lovely. Um, well, when Kramer said he wasn't into it, we should have absolutely YOLO'd this mofo. And, and that's the new, new term that I've got. Let's YOLO this mofo. <laughs> uh, kind of like oil. Uh, Jim Kramer's down on oil. Let's YOLO this mofo. Uh, but IONQ is up 95% since Jim Kramer said, do not buy this one. 95%. Go to Inverse Kramer and watch the video. Yeah. IONQ. Brandon is going to take every one of us out to dinner when this fucker hits like 30. <laughs> I think he YOLO'd that mofo. So I like it. Quinn from Facebook. Uh, would you be able to touch on PBR and PBR.A sometime this week? Just wondering your thoughts. Let's see. PBR. I think this is the Permian Basin one um, in, from Brazil. Yeah, it's a Brazilian energy company. I've heard about this one. I don't know a lot about it. Uh, the one thing that I would be worried about is Brazil itself. Um, I don't like to invest outside the U.S. a lot. Um, it doesn't mean that it's a bad investment. I don't see any insider thing. Uh, I see the actual target price at thirteen twenty-seven, and you're trading at twelve forty-one. Um, the fifty-two week high is sixteen dollars. You're twenty-two percent down from there. It's a seventy-five billion dollar company with income of thirty-six billion. So it's your typical energy company. It it does have a dividend of nine point three four percent. You're up year to date sixteen percent. So the real question I would have is: while energy, like look at uh, PXD, uh, PXD is down eight percent year to date. It's got an eleven percent dividend, so it's in that kind of same rival. Um, they're just a, they they make less income. Uh, the market cap's about the same, but you know, forty-six billion for a PXD. Um, so PBR looks better from a fundamental standpoint. The only thing you've got to worry about is Brazil. If these guys can keep that up, then I think this is a good stock. I'm just not one hundred percent like you know sold on PBR and PBR. I don't know what the difference is between PBR and PBRA, but you know, Google that. I mean, that's, that's probably a Google thing. Um, I just don't know. It's probably the difference between preferred and stuff like that. But I would Google and read up on it. I don't know enough about it. As far as the charts go, PBR was a buy at $10. It's a 12. You got your 20%. You got gaps up and down this thing. Um, let's see. You've covered most of the down gaps. You do have... What sticks out to me right now is this gap up here. Um, between 12. This has been providing some resistance, a little bit below this, but about 1250, say. Uh, you're at 1247. 
you do have this this kind of gap up here between 15 and 16. That probably happened with the it just hitting the 52-week high and coming back down. Um, let's see what the float is. Uh, the float of this one is 2 billion shares uh, of PBRA and 6 billion shares of PBR. So you do have enough shares that it, it's, it's not going to be a problem filling orders. Doesn't doesn't excite me that it's up sixteen percent year to date. Uh, the the income does excite me that it's thirty two billion on a seventy five billion dollar market cap. So it's an interesting one. Eh, am I pulling out of PXD? I believe PXD has the growth portion. Um, you know, I'd rather see it, invest in an energy stock that's down that's rumored to be taken over. That that would be my take. But again, I'm talking up my own book, and you know, rule number one: don't listen to a douche on the internet because he's got uh, more interest in that. Um, Jack from Instagram, can you do an analysis on bros? Uh, I told, uh, I told Jack, I said, Hey, my first time was in Phoenix. Oh, and I visited Dutch brothers there. <laughs> That's like a, a, a family guy, uh, you know, comment, but Dutch brothers, I, I did. I went to Dutch brothers. Um, I didn't like their muffin, but the store was an interesting one. And their model is that kind of an interesting one. It's Starbucks without the, the, the fluff. I think most of their stuff is drive through. Um, I think the stores are, are minimalist at best. Um, I don't think that they spend a lot of money. That's a, at least that's what it looks like. Um, so, bros, from a, a stock standpoint, take a look here. You're seeing kind of double bottoms there. Um, you know, multiple bottoms kind of support there at about 28, 26, 28. Uh, you're at 20. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the algorithm has you out. It got you out actually today with a 1% loss. The algorithm loses you 13.9. Buying and holding loses you 13.7%. So the algorithm probably doesn't, um, doesn't justify this. I will tell you, if you buy the coffee and you drink the coffee and you like it, buy the stock. It's losing money. It's losing $3 million, but its market cap is $4.5 billion. So $3 million is nothing. When these guys actually start turning a profit, that's a, uh, at least a $30, $40 stock. And you can see with the hope of it, 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 over the last year, you've traded between $25 and $54. That's a 50% swing. Uh, you know, you've, if you're up at 54 and you, you, you wrote it down to 25, you lost 50%, boom, it's going to take a hundred percent to get you back. So you're 48% off, uh, at $27, you're 48% off your, your high of 54. Uh, you're only 9% above your, your 52 week low, um, restaurants, tough business, this margin, this is not a high margin product. Uh, I think when we were in Phoenix, they charged us a lot. So it's similar to Starbucks. So far this year, you're down 1.38%. Um, uh, the average target price is $37 and you're at $27. Uh, the most recent two uh, from JP Morgan, overweight to neutral, $32, $33 price target. So it's not horrible. Uh, the first thing that I see is from June 6th. Uh, which is today, Motley Fool, three reasons to buy Dutch Brothers stock. So you can look at that one. Uh, I'm not seeing any buys. I mean, from insiders, if I were to see buys at these low rates, I'd say absolutely get it. Um, these guys are selling at 37, at 40. Um, 
Yeah. I'm not seeing any buys. I am seeing option exercise. So they're actually holding this stock. They've exercised the stock. They just haven't sold it. So these people are kind of boning up. Um, Yeah. I mean, nothing excites me about this one. Nothing excites me about restaurants. I mean, again, do I have to go over that we're in an AI train? Get on that train. It's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Jim Cramer hates oil, just saying. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, I am saying, seeing that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I said, Brandon invested uh, IONQ. That's the note that I'm reading up 100% since Jimmy Chill said it was a bad bad stock. And and I wrote the note in all fairness. I was backing up my, wasn't backing up my Brinks truck either. Uh, I saw an article uh, and it's uh, one stock split to buy, hand over fist, and the other to avoid. And it's on Motley Fool. I'll link it in the newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, uh, the link is down below. It's free. Just click on the link. It's free to subscribe. It's my notes. Uh, I will link this article in there. Uh, essentially, the author argues investors today are paying approximately 51 times. Let's pull up NVIDIA here. Uh, NVIDIA, you know, I say, hey, buy it under 400. It's down 0.47 today. It's kind of floundering around this 390 level. I think if you can get this in the 380s, I think you're doing well. But the author in this, in this particular article argues paying approximately 51 times fiscal 2024 consensus earnings uh, NVIDIA's fiscal year ends in late January and 23 times full year sales for a company whose growth engine completely stalled in fiscal 2023. Understand, these are the same people who uh, had their consensus, consensus estimates 20% below what, uh, what, what, what NVIDIA just um, said they would make. So those estimates were 20% below. This author is kind of relying on those, that consensus. I don't think he's right. So I would own NVIDIA under 400. I would own Pan W. He, he made the case that Pan W is just off to the races. Um, Palo Alto Networks, I said buy it when it was 189 right before earnings. I said, hey, it's crazy that you don't own this one. I said, don't sell it into these earnings. I own this one. I, I added to it in the 200s, I think early on, because uh, let's take a look at the long-term chart of this one. You'll see, I, I mean, it was, it was high up here. Uh, this is 202. I think I added this one 180 back here and 202. Didn't sell it. Added a little more. Didn't sell it. Added a little more. Didn't sell it. You're at all-time highs here at 224. Uh, it was pointed out to me in the private Facebook group that part of the reason this one's flying uh, is because it was just added to the S&P. So it's included in the S&P. So uh, be careful. I like this one. I also own CrowdStrike. Same thing. CrowdStrike hasn't gone up because it's not included in the, the S&P. Uh, this one, in fact, had some questionable on their earnings. Um, they weren't great. So you're kind of seeing it just pull back a little bit. I do think this is a $180 stock. So I think if you buy it here, you can hold it for as long as you want. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I think this one does, uh, does fulfill the, my, my standard. I own it. And I do own it in a brokerage account, so I hold it for more than a year. Let's talk about crypto. The SEC sues coin. Uh, let's pull up coin before we pull up Mara and Riot. 
Uh, Coinbase, they sued Binance yesterday. They're suing Coin today. Uh, they are suing Coin because they said it never registered as broker, saying that the, their staking program is actually an investment vehicle, and they and that Bitcoin and and the crypto is a security. So the stock is absolutely cratering. Get it under fifty. Get it under fifty, and I think you can sell it over fifty. Fifty is your pivot point on this one. Uh, today, just in this morning can, candle, you've opened at forty-seven ten. Uh, you're currently at $50. There's your what? 8%. I mean, this one went all the way up, uh, in pre-market to $53 from 47. So I do think it's going to put in some capitulation here, get ready for a bumpy ride. But in my mind, if you can get this under 50, I think you sell it for 55 at some point in the next like two weeks. So I, I think it's a good trade. I do think it's a good trade. Um, news for golfers. Uh, are there any other, uh, you know, uh, middle-aged, uh, you know, um, uh, what chads, I think they call them chads, you know, put down your lacrosse stick because Liz live golf is merging with PGA golf. So it's a big deal. Eh, I don't know if it's a big deal outside of golf, but it's a big deal to me. Eh, I was a golfer. I like, there are three sports that I watch. There's hockey, there's uh, NFL and there's golf. I watch the, uh, everything else, I watch the finals. Like, I'll watch uh, baseball during the World Series playoffs. I will watch basketball during the playoffs. I will watch uh, hockey during the games, you know, all season. I will watch NFL. I am on my couch. There is an indentation on my couch from NFL Sundays. I don't watch college football because that's minor league. Let's be honest. All that is, who watches minor league baseball? Are you that into minor league baseball that you're watching college football? Yeah, I don't. Ah, whatever. I grew up in the Northeast, so we, you know, we don't have college football up there. But I will tell you, moving down south, holy f! I mean, these people take their college football seriously. It's bigger. That is why the Jacksonville Jaguars will never be successful in Jacksonville, as successful as they could be. They should have drafted Tim Tebow to to get the attendance. They didn't. Trevor Lawrence is actually making it a bit more interesting to watch them. But they still don't sell as many tickets as the Georgia-Florida game at, the, uh, at their own stadium. So, uh, yeah. But there's my, there's my rant on that one. Zephan pointed out. And, and Zephan, kudos, high five. And you know why he pointed out? Because he has TrendSpider. He subscribed to TrendSpider. Baba. Uh, Baba, I said, get it under 80. Uh, here it is at 83. It's at 85 right now. I said it a couple of days ago. I think it's good. I think 80 is your bounce point. And you're seeing it. Here, since March, one, two, three, four, five, five times it has broken that $80 mark and, and you can sell it over 80. You're at 85. I think it's a hundred dollars stock. I think it comes back to this 200 day. The death cross happened, that 50 day crossed. Your RSI is down low enough. I think it anywhere between 80 and 85, I think you'll get at least 10% out of this one. The thing that Zevin pointed out to me was using TrendSpider. Ooh, look at that. Nine years. June is one of your best months for BABA. If we even pull this a little bit forward, let's pull it to 2016. Let's go June 2016. Uh, you know, maybe we want to do, 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 do. Let's just do since the pandemic, June, 100%. So every year in June since the pandemic for three years, BABA was up. So I, I would take a look at it. Uh, I may swing this one. 
because I do think that descending, uh, that descending triangle right there, I think you're making this turn. Uh, I think you could at least get 90 out of this one. So be careful with it. Uh, I said get shop. Let's go to the scans. We're starting with the scans. Get shop under 60. And I said this yesterday. You're at 63, 62.90. Um, yeah, 59.92 yesterday triggered. So Shopify, still a buy. Still a buy at 62. Just add accordingly. I think it's an $80 stock by the end of the year. Uh, they, they basically cut their cost by cutting out their fulfillment. They're an Amazon without the fulfillment and without the cost. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Target. I said buy Target. It's up slightly today. Um, it had a cross up. We don't have a price yet. But anywhere around that 130 mark, I think you're safe. I don't know that we're not going down to 120s. I don't know what this boycott's doing to the earnings. They have been silent. But before you buy this stock on a Saturday, go to your local Target. If you can find a parking space, if there's not a bunch of people there, don't buy the stock. If it's as busy as a Costco, buy the stock. I just think that it's overblown. It's a small crew of people that are doing this. Look, I said buy Costco under 500 when it was a 480. Costco is now at 520. This is the kind of move that you could absolutely see out of Target if they're not affected greatly by this. So Target came up as a cross up, just hasn't given us a price. If you do have TrendSpider, keep an eye out on the algorithm because it will give you a price. MPLX, this one trades and I've owned this one for a long time. This is not something that a lot of people will talk about. It's an oil and gas company. It is up 2%, but you know what it does? It gives you a 9.21% dividend yield. The PE is relatively good. It's a little bit high. Their income is $3.94 billion, $33 billion market cap. They make sales of $11 billion. So, you know, $11 billion in sales, three times, you know, sales. So it's selling at a decent price. Again, 9% dividend. Your boy owns this one for a long time. I picked this one up around the pandemic. And, and just to give you an idea of what that price was, um, it was around, I think, 8 to $10 when I picked it up here in March. So I've held it for that dividend. They never cut the dividend. 100% never cut the dividend. So I like that company because they never cut the dividend. Albermoral. <laughs> I don't know how to say this company's Albermoral. Uh, ALB is the symbol 20617. I think there's a lithium or, uh, company. Lithium's come back into favor. And this is a huge mining company, I believe. Let's just make sure I'm talking about the, the right company. Um, because this is not my sector. Uh, basic materials, specialty chemicals, um, develops, manufactures, marching, and yeah, it operates lithium, bromide, and catalysts. Yeah, mainly lithium. This average stock price target is 263. You're trading at 210. Uh, you're 22% above your 52 week high of 171. You are 50, uh, 37% below your 52 week high of 334. 263, that gets you a nice 30% gain right there. So uh, year to date, you're down 3%. I don't think it's a bad thing. You're making money. Uh, you have $3 billion on a $22 billion market cap. 
I think you're fine in this one. Albemarle. And you can see the rising wedge here from one, 176. If you're in at 176, you're doing really well. You got out with a nice 10% gain there, but you could have gotten up over the, the, the 220 mark. So uh, Sherry will be very happy. Fubo TV had a cross up. F-U-B-O. Uh, uh, F-U, body odor. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, dollar seventy-five. $1.80. Kind of been on this right. I mean, if you got in at $1.17 at the beginning of May, kudos to you. I mean, that, that's a nice move right there up almost to $2. I think you're heading for this gap. This gap has been partially covered between $2.08 and $2.24. I think you're heading there. Uh, Pinterest had a cross up, P I N S. Uh, this one, I like it to get back to uh, the $30 mark, $27 mark. I said down here, just buy it. It's going to go I, go back to around May 5th, May 7th, somewhere in that neighborhood. I said buy it. 100% I said buy it. Did your boy buy it? Hell no. <laughs> I didn't buy it. So, But I did say buy it. So I can pat myself on the back. Because you know what? Unlike Jim Cramer, I'm willing to look back at my past calls. Uh, wrong or right. And I'm not going to cry on TV. Uh, the hubris. The hubris. Fuck you. Um, yeah, did I say that? Okay, I'll bleep that out. But Pinterest, I still think you're good here to to make your your ten percent at least up to cover this gap. Um, I, I do think it you know you're got, social media is fine. I mean, let's be honest, social media everybody's using social media. You're fine. Comcast and they have Elliott management, by the way. Um basically squeezing them for every dime. Uh CMCSA, Comcast. This is Peacock Network. If you use Peacock Network, um, you know, you watch it. They're getting paid on your ads. That's eh, fine. $39.79. I think it's a $40 stock. I don't think this one's that great. I used to work for them. Was not impressed as an employee. I will tell you, I was not impressed as an employee. Uh, I am not buying this one. But if you do like streaming, if you like this, they're up 13% year to date. So nothing, you know, nothing to like blink about. Thirteen percent year to date. Here's what you're going to see: Disney is going to buy Hulu from Comcast. Comcast is going to get an injection of cash, and you will see this one rise. So your uh, ex-dividend date is coming up on July third. Uh, it pays a two point nine two percent dividend, so you're getting less than one percent on July third. Nothing to write home about. You got a gap down below here. Eh, you're above the two hundred day. The fifty days kind of moving negative. It, it's got a cross up and it's below the oscillator. So I figured I'd bring it up. Mondelez, MDLZ. Um, this is, I think this is Corona beer. I don't know. Uh, it's covered its gap down. I think you're getting ready for the next leg forward. I think it's a $77, $78 stock. So you're not quite getting 10% on this one, but it has been beaten down enough that I think you could see this one start to move back up on the second leg. That's providing we're getting a second leg. Remember, that's providing we are getting a second leg. These are ones that have participated. Um, so be careful when, with ones that have participated in this rally. Pfizer is one that hasn't participated in this rally. What does Pfizer do? Let's see. Uh, they are a technology company and it hasn't participated in this. Well, uh, average target price, 133. You're at 114. This one's kind of touching the 200-day. The last couple of times it's gone to the 200-day, you've seen it go up. You got this 50-day moving down. 
The nine days moving up. The 21 day is just starting to move up. I think you'd be fine. You know, do I think you're going back down here to 100? Probably not. But if you do, you know what? Good companies with good earnings. Let's see. They are making money. I mean, the PE is 29. The Ford PE is 13. It's a $68 billion company with $18 billion in sale. It's up 13% this year. 13% is a loss compared to the rest of the, uh, the S&P. Uh, AIG, this is an insurance company. I have traded this one in the past around the, uh, the pand- uh, not the pandemic, 2008 housing crisis. This was one of my greatest trades. I mean, let's go back. I'll show you. Uh, if we go back to monthly, you can see this fall right here. I didn't trade it, didn't trade it around there. I bought it around here in June, July of 2009, somewhere around here. I bought it at 16. I sold it like 50, you know, a couple, maybe a year later. It was a good trade. Good trade, didn't want to hold it. Glad I didn't hold it. You know why? Because look at that stock, it's done nothing. Uh, it's probably a $60 stock. The only reason I bring this one up is because it came up and I've traded it before. So I like it. Okay. Uh, again, newsletter, the newsletter, huge response. I want to thank everybody for the newsletter. Here's the thing about the newsletter. This newsletter is not for me. This is for you. So I want you to tell me what you want in the newsletter. I'm including my notes. I'm going to try and make my notes a little bit more conversational, um, because I did get that feedback that some of it didn't make sense. If you didn't listen to the podcast, Sometimes your boy is just out there. Sometimes I explain things well. Sometimes I just write down. I've got ADHD, so sometimes my notes are just wacky. Uh, But I'm trying to make this for you, not for me. So your feedback's important. The other thing that's important is share it because I want this to be shareable. Unlike the podcast, I've never asked you guys to really share the podcast. I love it if you do. But the newsletter in particular, I think, might help somebody. And the, the main thing is, I think it would help them come to the, the, the podcast. That's where I think it would come. Um, so, you know, again, sign up, Daily Stock Pick. Uh, where is it? Let me see. It is dailystockpick.substack.com. So you can share it, um, you know, off your email. It comes in your email box. Barb, I'm sorry it doesn't come in your email box. Check with Substack. I don't know what the F is happening there. But um, yeah, sign up for that, 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 that newsletter. Uh, second thing, TrendSpider. If you are interested in TrendSpider, uh, taking emotions out of your trade, getting alerts. I mean, alerts was the first reason I signed up for TrendSpider. I didn't even have the algorithm. I signed up because, you know, I didn't want to sit there and watch charts all day. Anybody in that Facebook group will tell you uh, TrendSpider is absolutely fantastic. Join our Facebook group. Ask people. Just say, hey, what do you think about TrendSpider? Uh, it is $400 for a year. So that's about the approximate price, depending on what sale they're having, things of that sort. Uh, I get you 25% off. So if you're listening today, you know I think at 25, the difference between 25 and 50% is like 40 bucks. It's not that much. Um, but if you need it today, DSP 25 saves you 25% off. I give you a welcome letter with my algorithms, both the four hour and 65 minute, all of the watch lists and the scanners. So when I'm on vacation, like tomorrow, there will be no podcast tomorrow. I will do a newsletter tomorrow. I will not do a podcast tomorrow, uh, but I will do a newsletter. Uh, on those days, if you have TrendSpider, my newsletter will be 100% better for you. It will be like um, the, the podcast. So it makes sense. 
Again, I'm going to put together a video or some type of podcast that explains how I see all of these things fit, fitting together. But what I want you guys to do, two things, share the newsletter and tell me what you want in the newsletter. Because again, it's more about you guys than me. The, the last sponsor, Visible. If you're paying more than $25 a month for your phone bill, just sign up with the link below. It saves you $20 off your first month. Say you're with uh, T-Mobile and you want to go to Visible. Get it for $25. Get the $35 plan if you got a 5G phone uh, and you want those super speed, say you're streaming video. But try out the $25 plan because I have the $25 plan. The first month, I save you $25 off your first month. So you get it for $5 on your first month. Switching phone plans today is like switching underwear. It's that easy. It's not hard whatsoever. So I want to save you money. So that's why I'm saying get visible. Uh, there, I will be in San Diego tomorrow. I am not sure about my schedule. Thursday, I have to be at work at 9 a.m. Uh, West Coast time. If I wake up, I may do a quick podcast. It will not be 50 minutes. It may be 10 or 15. But I promise you, you will get newsletters while I'm on the road. Um, it's much easier. It's hard to record a podcast when you're on the road. Uh, even though, uh, you know, Apple, I've got the Apple, uh, the MacBook Pro. Uh, I think it's the 14-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 chip, not the M2. Uh, but that 15-inch Apple Air yesterday, uh, that MacBook Air, oh my God. Dude, that looks sick. Absolutely sick. Um, I, I'm and I'm happy about the watch OS. So you know, and again, recording on uh, you know uh, on the road, I'll use my AirPods as my microphone. I'll use my iPad, uh, and I'll I run on a MacBook, just a base level MacBook Pro, uh, 14 inch base level. I didn't add anything to this. I bought it off of Amazon for like I think fifteen fifteen ninety nine at Christmas is what I bought it for. I think you can get it for like thirteen ninety nine now. But I bought this MacBook Pro, uh, M1 version, not M2, but I bought it for that. It blows away my loaded iMac um, with 40 gigs of RAM. I can run OBS. I can run GarageBand. I can run uh, uh, Safari. I can run Active Trader Pro. I can run everything that I need on that laptop. So that's what I'm going to do the, uh, the podcast with. I've got my uh, iPad Pro over here. I've got my iPhone 13 Pro. I got my iWatch, Apple Watch, whatever you want to call it. But I will talk to you guys on Thursday again. Uh, subscribe to the, the newsletter and you'll get a piece of me every day in your email box. Uh, so, okay, take care. See ya.